Hello, everybody. I'm Andrew, and this is my friend Arnie. Hey, guys. Say hi. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the movie Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Uh, this movie has a French title that I cannot pronounce, but uh, it is all in French. And uh, it came out, I believe, um, late 2019. And it's one of the most beautiful movies I've seen recently. Uh, here's a little synopsis for you. It takes place in France in 1770. A Painter is commissioned to do the wedding portrait of a young woman who has just left the convent. Um, this bride-to-be is uh, reluct reluctant to be a bride, and um, this painter must paint her without her knowing that she's being painted. Uh, she observes her day by day to paint her secretly by night. And um, yeah, I think that breaks it down. That, that's a that's a good, it's a good rough breakdown of the movie. Absolutely, I think it's fantastic. Yes. Um, and uh, I mean, all that's left is like a a little bit of uh, deeper love happens. <laughs> to, to get us to the <laughs> to end, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> uh. So Arnie, I just I want to go. I want to open up the reins to you. What did you think of this movie? So this film, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, is uh, I want to say like I, I guess the the general thoughts about this movie is that it was it was an absolutely like a, it was like sim it was like like if you can be simplistic as possible with your filmmaking with all while also being extraordinarily gorgeous with the way you create your movie, right? Um, it has an ensemble cast that's very small. It, it's a very, the story revolves around humanity and like the deeper connections that people just have with each other, you know, regardless of situations. I think the actors uh, were absolutely phenomenal. I believe the story was a really like heart wrenching, uh, you know, relatable film about human connection. Right. So on a deep level, uh, on a deep like story level, I think it hit on all cylinders. I think on a character perspective, it also hit because of the actors who were so good. Um, and I think on a directing, uh, directing level and on the writer, because the director is also the writing level, it really comes together and makes what, what I think is a really like sweet, uh, emotional thriller. Um, that looks incredible, right? You mentioned this is about a painter and like every scene, the way that it is lit, it is mostly natural light. And I think the reason they did that is because they wanted to mimic the way a, an actual painter sees the world in the way that they're going to represent it on canvas. And I feel that that was very much out in the forefront on the technical level and then with everything else this movie kind of brought to the table, just really hit on a really like good emotional level, um, but also really delivered a fantastic story um, that I really enjoyed. Um, uh, I think also I want to touch on the I want to touch on 
the romance of this movie because you know I, I, I'll say this is a spoiler. I know we're gonna have a spoiler section, but this is a movie about love and passion, and that's definitely something that we should touch on. And I want to say that um, I am personally not a fan of love scenes. I I think that in some movies or in TV shows they can be a little distracting. That's just me, right? I think this movie has some of the most elegantly, thoughtfully done, tastefully done love scenes between two people I've ever seen. Um, and I, th I think it's important to talk about that because that really is a part of this movie. It is a French film. It's a French film about a French painter in that tradition. It is a movie about passion and love and two people just wanting to be with each other. Um, and, uh, and I think the way that they portray the love scenes in this movie is so uh, well done um, in a way that deserves some praise as well. Um, so yeah, th those are overall my thoughts. Fantastic film. Uh, it was a great ride and I really felt for these characters, for sure. Yourself, oh, um, yeah, man, like I, I, I'm not gonna speak for too long just because I, I think all my you've hit all my points pretty much in detail right there I, I love this director first and foremost uh she's she's not well known to the uh american people but okay. uh, i remember her uh she, she took a, a film to cans a couple of years ago called girlhood mm. and it won uh it won a, a lot of um low-key awards and the foreign film stuff and uh it, it was it was really good it's also all in french she she has uh, that that girlhood. She it was another film that she wrote and directed. And there's there's a, a couple films that she's done. Um, she did My Life as a Zucchini, which I I'd heard about, but like I never watched. Okay. Um, but she she's done a couple things, and so this is kind of like what what I saw her. This is the first thing I've seen of hers, and just. Really, her passion talking about the movie before I even watched the movie, the passion that she just speaks mm -hmm. of these characters and um, um, this work of art. Because to her, this is her her painting. I mean, she wanted to, she really wanted to paint us a beautiful picture every scene. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the technical element, but um, I really. Uh, loved these two characters. I think it was very, a very small uh, amount of characters. I, I think I think we really have like um, three or four. I mean, eventually, oh yeah, we have more, but like we for the most of it, we have about four talking. Yeah, parts. it's about four principal characters. Yeah, and then after that, uh, everybody has like one-liner walk-on roles yeah basically and they're great and they're, like i mean they're they're drastic characters i mean like um the husbands like I, I think there are there are multiple husbands throughout this movie uh of different people and i think like each husband has like one line yeah <laughs> like you know and, uh, and, and it's so small i think that's that's a good point to bring up about the story because this story is about is it is a women's story right yeah and it's about the women, it's about the woman's condition and perspective in that time, right? And then, you know, and I think on broader strokes, 
the director writer definitely wanted to present this story because it is, you know, it is a topical thing, right? You know, with the Me Too movement and and the the light being shown on the way society paints women, um, and the way that it has painted women and the way that they should move in the world, right? Um, at the core of this story, it is the story of a woman who desperately doesn't want to let go of her freedom and that she knows that that will happen. Yeah, that's a beautiful take. Yeah, I, I love that because that's um, that's exactly what it is. She, she just she just left the convent, right? You're speaking of um, the subject, right? Yes, the uh, subject, yes. Yeah, and so she, um, I'm sorry, what, what did we say we were going <laughs> to? <laughs> so we're talking about the story, yeah. Talk about the story, right? Um, and the story is... No, what are we going to call... We're, we're calling... Uh, oh, yes, we're going to... Yes, because we cannot say the names of these characters, ladies and gentlemen, and nor... nor, nor we can. We can. We, can. we just we couldn't do it justice. I would, yes. I would prefer for us just not to try. So we refer to the characters of this movie as the painter, the subject, the mother, and I believe uh, she was the maid girl. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I just want to make sure that... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, the, the subject, like, she's... She just left the convent, right? Yes. And she she has basically a an arranged marriage. Yes. In, in the opening of the story, right? In, in kind in kind of a it, kind of I believe the tradition is that, and I think this is okay to talk about here because it, it's kind of the crux of the story. You can see it in the trailer. Um, it is uh, there's a tradition of finding a suitor within the noble ranks, and. Um, sending a portrait of the of the betrothed or the possibly betrothed to the suitor, and if he approves of the portrait, then then the subject who is supposed to be with this uh, with, with this nobleman now will marry, right? Never right, met. and it's like a debutante. It's like in Dallas, we have a lot of debutante balls still. It's just yeah. like the oldest. Freaking thing I yeah. can think of right yes, now. But yes. like, it, it is a de- it, it is a very, very, very derelict. It's like we they probably had a debutante ball. They yes. probably met there. Yes. She's met this guy once. Her parents were like, Yeah, these two should get married yeah. just because it'll give us more. It's like a Game of Thrones type thing. Like, we can make these two people get married and we'll have more money. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. It's very transactional. So, yeah. And so like they uh I think that's how this this happens. She's, we, it's very unknown. I mean, like just the body language and like, let's just talk about that. Like just for a second too, it's just like, I don't understand the language of French, of, of, you know, just speaking French. Yeah. But the body, body language that happens to kind of give you these very unsubtle hints of what's going on is just some of the most beautiful stuff I've ever seen. That is, that's, I mean, just the, the choreography, the choreography and, uh, and, uh, in theater, like the movement, the blocking is the blocking is the word I was looking for. It's, it's just, it's so good to give us extra, extra story behind these things. I mean, just when she's talking about, Anytime she's talking about the suitor that you just mentioned, it you she feels like you feel you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You're like, I don't I don't really want to talk about this dude. Like, I mean, it's just like she never wants to talk about him. She's just doesn't even want to think about the day that she has to leave this place. 
And like, she just loves being in this moment in this place. No, you, you touched on a really good point there. And I think it's, it, what we're really talking about now is character, right? And what I said, what I said earlier about the, 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 the actors and what they brought to the table, like that, that, that's really what you're touching on right there. Like the, the, you could really, I, 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 it's difficult for me to kind of explain this because like I myself as a human being, I'm just trying to figure this out too. <laughs> but like, um, yeah. social cues, nonverbals, just the sheer amount of nonverbal communication happening between these two actors is staggering. And it really does help the story along because you, because of that, you really begin to relate to these characters because in those subtle moments in those nonverbal cues you begin to really feel the infatuation that these women have for each other and that's really a testament to the actors and the material like really being able to flesh into it you know it's the thing about french cinema like and the french in general they they they're not afraid to really let loose their emotions to each other in a way that is very different and stark to the American experience. Um, you know, and, 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 and because of the nature of this relationship in the movie, uh, you know, it, it's more subdued because they kind of have, you know, they feel like, like they're just trying to figure each other out in the beginning, right? Because they're not, because the way that the, the story does kind of go, the painter, more or less just discovers the subject throughout the entire thing. And it is through that discovery that the infatuation begins between both of them. I just want to say, and would you say, Arnie, that they, like, because I, I kind of have this belief, but it's it's very top level. So I just want to see if you think so too. Uh, I totally believe that the French have a different, um, they use different building blocks than Americans do in film. Mm. Um, I wouldn't they, they know. have they have a whole they have a much broader technique uh, they like to break the rules a little bit more they, they're more like it, it, just in film in general they were about they were about breaking the rules of generic cinema way before Americans were yeah so like they had their like I mean like we to me we have like our Quentin Tarantino phase and our Robert Rodriguez phase with like where they break these cinema trends and like the French have been doing that since like black and white films. Yeah. So hundred percent. Um, that, that's, that's like my top level basic knowledge of it. Um, I, I'd like to learn more about it, but like right now that's, that's all I can talk to you about. But I think just starting with that, uh, I know that I'm going to get a more artistic experience with French films, not just because we all know it from a cliche that, you know, French films are supposed to be artistic. No, yeah, and you're, it's, you're speaking to like an overall attitude that French films have, and like, and you can also yeah. like you can see like the reports coming out of Cannes when like American movies do really well there, but these are like the movies that don't usually do well in America. Like uh, one of the yeah. biggest ones was Southland Tales. Southland Tales was a movie made by the guy who made Donnie Darko. Uh, apparently, when it opened up in Cannes, it got a standing ovation. Because it it was that kind of movie, it was absurdist. It it, it destroyed all the tropes. Um, it was avant garde. It was not a linear story, you know. 
Um, and it and the and uh, the people in in can really love that movie. But that you know, if you know anything about that movie, it was critically panned in the United States. Just because we in America, we 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 you know, we have a spoon that's fed to us, and we just want to stay in that lane. You know, we're just very clinical about things. Um, but the French are; they're very open with uh, bringing in a certain level of chaos to an already established thing and like they 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 do that with their films and things like that and this this movie is 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 an exercise in kind of that in the in the this is the french painter movie that's a trope that is that is very much used in cinema but it has this tint to it where it is you know, it's a same-sex couple as opposed to a French man and some other foreign woman, you know, uh, to be painted. Um, and it is also of this time, and uh, we'll talk about this as spoilers, but there's also another, like, part of this movie that also is kind of, uh, like, speaks to the, to the woman's condition, right? And that also yeah. kind of feeds into, like, usurping the French painter trope, which is a masculine you know, um, like a, like a, a, what's that word? Um, uh, um, uh, Casanova, right? It's always a French Casanova type character that always woos the, woos the, the countess or someone who is much richer than him, right? You know, this completely turns that over on its head and then it just takes it to the nth degree where it brings in the true, like, things of the woman, of the woman's condition through, throughout it, right? Um, and, it's so well crafted that you barely even notice it because it is it is under surface level because this is just a great story about two people getting to know each other um and i will also say this through the characters i feel like i've actually you know my level just kind of learned something about women i know that that sounds weird but i feel like you know you you don't you don't really get to understand um, how a woman really thinks and feels through cinema made by men, written by men, directed by men. Um, and this uh. being a, you know, pretty much an all, you know, female production, at least in the sense of the writing, directing, and pretty much all of the principal actors, you know, you feel, you do feel, for lack of a better word, the womanness of it. You know, it, it's it is a different feel and energy. Well, it could also be the fact that it's French, but you know, it just it is such a uh, it's such a, a departure from regular trope male cinema. You know, I have to ask you. I mean, like, what what did you think of these two these two uh, wonderful performances from these ladies? So, um, the Adele Adele being the the, the painted one, the, the subject. The subject. Um, the sub. Okay, so. I th the painter was fantastic. Um, she, from like the get she, the way that she is in this material, it, it, there's a uh, there's a saying that you always you always look ahead of the script when you're learning a script to really kind of dive into the character and like by knowing the whole story, then that's how you can understand how you react to the story from beginning to end, right? By knowing the whole thing. Um, well, she like like was able to deliver just a sheer amount of emotional uh, presence that really added to the dialogue and the interactions and the blocking. She was just fantastic. There was this like, there's this tension 
like there's this like magnificent I want to say like the negatives of a magnet tension every time they get close to each other, mm-hmm. which is pretty often in the film. Uh, but like you can definitely feel this, this there's just general feeling whenever they're together uh, as opposed to like when they're just speaking of each other. Yeah. And like the, I love, I love how it's played out because there's, there's these moments that like are forever just in my head because they're just in the same, they're just in the same picture on the, they are just talking to each other in the film, but like it brings up this silence and like, and these like just ultra uh, awkward, like I want to say just like uncomfortable moments in film, but it's just like, natural to these two people yeah like it's just it's just so weird um there's like this uh, there's a beach scene where they kind of run where they're talking on a beach and they're kind of just they're kind of talking through uh they're kind of like talking about boys they're talking about everything but like they're they're just getting they're she like it sounds like they're just trying to get to know each other but uh the painter is just trying to like get suck any information she can out of out of this person so that she can paint her deeper than just what she sees and um like uh we you know we we have like a moment where it's a tough thing to, to like paint somebody just from memory yeah so like that's that's the obstacle that we go through for the first three quarters of the movie i feel like is yeah. just yeah, or the first half of the movie. Like, yeah, the, the process the, of her discovering her, right? That's what's happening. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, what, yeah, she, it's the process of her discovering her, but at the same time, like, just the just the, the, the sheer, like, I I can't get your mouth, your nose, your eyes just right, right. from memory. Like, and I think it's just starting to be, this is how she gets infatuated with her because she just starts looking at the lines and looking at the features and she's trying to remember them, but like she puts such an importance to them. I mean, like it, it has such a like a greater meaning. Like she just puts such an importance to these features that she'll never she'll never get them right, even in her last painting. She knows she will never get them right because the love that she already has for these features is just like they need to be perfect. <laughs> That's a fantastic way of putting it. I mean, and that, and that right there goes to show you how much was communicated just by the subtle looks and stares and conversation that she had. Yeah. The painter was fantastic. And I, I think the, the subject um, played like, she, she had a, a wonderful kind of playful energy to her, right? That really kind of enthralled you and kind of under, you kind of understood why um, the painter was falling for her, right? Um, and, 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 and it definitely permeated throughout the relationship, right? And the whole thing was right. Like you said, it was opposing magnets because they were playing a game with each other for a little while. And then eventually those magnets flipped and they came together, right? And then that in and of its own was its own kind of energy, right? And it, and it exploded in a way that you really felt, you know? And, and it really came home because like the, the subtle ways that they both played with each other and trying to figure sure the app figure the, each other out like really worked to for the audience to feel as though they're really getting to know each other 
right? And so that when they did come together, you could truly, I, I don't know about you, but I really felt that emotional explosion, you know? Yeah, no, and, and like the, there's, first of all, there's many things that do that in this movie. There's many things that technically help you get to that point in this movie. Um, well, like I said, we'll just talk about them in a little bit, but like the, these characters, they have such great chemistry and there's one of the strongest scenes is when she finally gets her to pose for her. And it, it, to me, it's, it's one of the biggest, like, it is like the most actionless climax of this film, yeah. of a film yeah. that I've ever seen, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, I need you to sit on this bench and then we're going to have like 15 minutes on this bench where like the, this movie is going to just go to a level. <laughs> for sure. And that, um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I, I think this is a good time to kind of pivot to the technical aspect of things, right? Um, it's great. Because yeah. that scene really kind of showcases everything uh, together, right? It's, you're at, you're at the end of the second act. There's been an emotional crescendo. Um, and then you're in this scene where now the jig is up and everything is now being out in the open. And now you can really start to see these characters really talk to each other. And this scene is so well choreographed and so well beautifully made. It's like, it's, it, this scene is really where everything kind of came together for me, right? This is where um, the great character work and the great performances really lived inside of a beautiful painting that was being painted literally and figuratively during the scene by the way like like you could like the way that the camera looked right at the subject and it was exactly the way the portrait was going to be made right and with the beautiful lighting on them and with the ex like and with the exchange of the painter and the subject uh, like all of it just kind of coalesced into this like beautiful just like understanding of each other and the subject right it was as if the audience was the painter you know and the movie is the subject oh yeah yeah absolutely and and like you know they're getting they're trying to get little things right like in this scene too like you know you got to make sure like the the dress kind of you know folds yeah. in, a, in a certain way they want to make sure she's the right height so they kind of get like a boost in the seat and then and then there's a, like this moment where she's just trying to like like make sure the face is just right and like the hair falls just right and then you start to get like really uncomfortable like yeah. or not really uncomfortable but like you know it starts to make you feel like like that they're both just kind of like uncomfortable in a sense but it's just because they are just falling they're 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 in a they're in a dance like it's a yeah. it's a it, yeah, is, it is a dance of emotions and and timing and moments and infatuation so let's, uh, so let's talk first about um i'd like to talk about like um let's talk about lighting um the way it was filmed and then sound at the very end Okay. I just want to bring up that up at the very end. So like the, the lighting of this, everything, the, the, the two, the two first ones just kind of go hand in hand. Everything was lit as I already said earlier with natural daylight. And we, we saw some production photo, or I saw at least one production photo of this 
where it was just reflectors on reflectors on reflectors to get the natural sunlight to do what to get manipulated on what they want. So there, there was just there was no lights in the whole film, or not in the, the whole film, but I'm saying there was no lights in this particular like scene. They just used um, big movie reflectors to get that natural light and to, to get it to bounce everywhere that they needed to go. And it's all just filmed like beautifully. Like there's, there's just these overexposed shots that are amazing. And every time you're outside, it is just picturesque and uh, like, you know, kind of funnily it's like um, jokingly picturesque. No, it really is picturesque because there, there's um, maybe you'll know about, more about this than I do right now, Arnie, but like, I feel like they're, that they set up each scene and they block each scene uh, based on an actual French portrait in mm. real life. So there's like, there's wow. French portraits that you can look up that are very famous by famous, like by really famous artists. And it'll, it looks, it's built the exact same way as some of the scene, as some of the scenes that we see here where there's water, there's like a rock, there's a subject and another subject. And you can see like the exact outline that we've been given is, is the exact same. And I, I think like when, when you go into, when you're going in that deep into detail, you're going to create, you're going to film like you're going to be filming a spectacular film. For sure. I, and, and like to your point, like, and you can, you can see like I, the way that I, 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 I interpreted the way everything was shaded and the color tone for everything was that they were modeling everything to the way that a painter sees the world yeah. as they're painting it. Right. Like the tones that you that you see in real life and with natural light and that's the way that it is imprinted on a on a canvas every scene of this movie really felt like it was be like it like it was a portrait that was painted and that is like the overall beauty of the film and also the the fact and the way that they composed the subjects and lit the subjects was also very picturesque or very very portrait esque, right? And there was in there was it was a very subtle like sunlight is very subtle and like using natural light is very subtle. But if you use it right and you expose correctly for it, it can give you this really beautiful, just like semi washed out, just nice natural tone. And they were they and they, they brought that up just a little bit, but like you could tell like. With even like subtle things, they would like, especially with like, um, you know, the beach scenes, right? The beach scenes were always big layers, but there was always when they did the wide, you would always see the subject right there with a with either a, a black dress or a green dress, right? Right, and it you could tell, or red, right? Yeah, yeah, red, yeah, and you could tell that it was completely modeled after some sort of portrait. You could feel that from the compositions that they used. Right. And even actually the one that you're talking about, that there is like, there is a very famous, uh, I think it's called like, uh, it's Orpheus Orpheus and Eurydice. And it has water in the background. And like one of, one of the subjects in the painting is wearing green and the other one's red and they model it exactly, exactly from this photo. But, but it, but you can see where like the 
the motivation comes from and everything is, you know, French, like everything is not French, but it's just, it's just art in general. Yeah. And, um, so that brings me to another quick point is just that like, I, I read that the, the entire film was actually filmed in 8k. So the, all the camera gear, which is, is not uncommon or, you know, it's starting not to be as uncommon for sure as it is uh, nowadays, but like it was all filmed in 8k and it, it hasn't officially come out in 4k. It's so it's just 20, it's just 1080p, but it, it's, it's filmed like that just so that all the colors, the depth of color in each scene can be as accurate as possible. Yeah. And you can see that. You can feel that tonality inside of this. It is a very, it is a very vibrant tonality to everything yeah. in the movie. Even skin tones are very vibrant. Yeah, it's it, it, and there's some things. There's some things that were filmed with the light that they had. I don't think it would have been as successful not filmed like this, not filmed in AK. Like there's there's a beach scene that I remember where they're they kind of just have their heads touching. Um, their foreheads are touching and they have, they have like each other in an embrace and like their faces are just completely dark because that's, that's something that you'll never see in film is like foreheads touching the lights all coming from one of their backs. And so like, it's like a back is lit, but like a shoulder is lit on her and, and their faces are in the shadow and they're kind of talking to each other. And like, you don't, often get that look in film because of technically speaking it's not a great it's not a great shot yeah it's not it's not cheated towards the light it's not you know it's not friendly to a camera there's a lot of reasons why a filmer like somebody like um somebody shooting it would tell you not to do that but in this film it works because of the natural light and the the uh, the amazing cameras they used and everything. So I, I there's there's like great moments like that that you'll never get in another film. I think that uh, that really make this film what it is. It's very of the film, right? It's it's it, it, yeah. it, it is a tonality and a feel that this movie. It's a very natural movie. You know, it's about tearing away our basic instincts, like you know, tearing away the person and like the human, right? Like if you, when you tear away the person, it's all the, the stuff that society wants you to be. I tear that out, but then you just get to the person and what the needs and wants of the human being are. And this movie is all about two people truly expressing their humanity and want for each other. And in a lot of ways, the technical aspect of the cinematography does that too, where it just lets go of trying to use perfect lighting everywhere and just trying to use basically being being a slave to the natural light and allowing the naturalness of everything to come out and the the, the vibrance of the colors comes out even in the skin tones it really does come out as well so you really feel yeah. that you're in there with them and it's real and that's how kind of it all comes together that way i, um, I love how how warm their skin feels it, there's never a like there's just every scene, these it, colors are just so vibrant, and they feel like, they feel soft and alive. Yeah, and it, it is it is lighting. It's lighting that's doing most of that, 
and it's it's just this like it's just an amazing job by by this whole team. Um, I want to ask you a rhetorical question here. What did you think about the movie's soundtrack? It was very subtle. It was very subtle, subdued, <laughs> almost almost non-existent. So like. <laughs> Yeah, the only musical overtone was when they were sitting at the piano. There's only three. There's only three times when you hear music at some time. There's only three times that you hear any kind of music. In this movie. That kind of goes along with this, right? I mean, this is a very yes. ripped down, stripped to its bare bones experience. Yes. Just like and so, like the human experience. I want you to talk about like so, like t- tell me about this piano scene. <laughs> let's start with let's start with that. Like, what what happens in this piano scene? Uh, we're kind of towards the end. We can we can talk a little spoilers now, right? Like, yeah, we can go. We can go full spoilers. So the piano scene is when the so the subject and the painter. If we're going full spoilers here, the painter is brought in as a companion, quote unquote, to just hang out with this girl because apparently that's just something that happens when you're really rich and you're French. <laughs> you you just you just like rent a friend for your for your children. <laughs> it's weird. Um, this is also um, right before the great reveal of the movie where the ruse is still afoot, right? Um, the painter is still just supposed to be a companion for the subject, not knowing that she's being, the subject is being painted. Um, and in their conversations, it is mentioned to the painter that the subject has always wanted to hear an orchestra, right? She's never heard an orchestra her whole life. You know, which kind of like falls in the same line of, we haven't heard a lot of music in this movie. We've felt a lot. We've seen feeling. But we haven't seen that crescendo of life come out, right? Um, and in this scene, the, uh, the painter mentions that she, you know, has played before. And she decides to sit down and present some sort of musical um accompaniment to entertain the subject and as she begins to play like you know it's a really nice subtle tone right really nice subtle tone uh subtle subtleness to the music but it um it's nice and it is when um the connection between both of these people starts to really be adamant along with the musical expression right which is yeah and i think it's a Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Which you know, which is exactly what you know, music and soundtrack does in a movie. It it, it always, always a, a musical overtone always overarches an emotional impact of something that's happening, and it's really, it's just really a masterful thing that they do to both illustrate that these two characters are deeply falling for each other, but also allow for an actual musical uh, break. In the tension um and it just really it really executes at that very well in this part of the movie um i don't uh and like like it does speak to the the reality of this film where it really is about stripping everything away and just being with people you know which is yeah which is like i've said this before like that's 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 all that's how we're supposed to be man we're just supposed to be with each other hanging out you're <laughs> not supposed to be in these boxes and stuff like that you know you know, and that yeah. speaks to a broader thing about about the no. human condition. Um, and absolutely. Um, so, like going back, like I love 
I love, I, I just love everything that you said about the, uh, and, and like they get, it's really about emotional, like almost emotional touch. Um, I think Celine Siama calls this, um, she calls this film a, a manifesto of the, of the female gaze. Mm. <laughs> like, like that's such strong words to like call your own film that because like when you see that, I was like, yes, like there's this that uncomfortableness that I was talking about earlier. It's like when they, when they stare at each other, when they're close, when they're one-on-one, it's just like, so, there's just that, those moments that you see. There's this one, there's this great moment where the paint, where like, this is right before the, the real reveal to each other is about to happen. And they're arguing, and it's during that scene where the painter is finally has the subject seated. And she's trying to get her to smile. Right? Natural smile. Natural smile, real smile. Because she just needs to see that. And she doesn't know how to make her smile. But then, I believe it was the subject asks her to come up and look at her in the mirror. So the subject asks the painter to look in the mirror as the subject is staring at her. Right? Just a just a fuck it's just a just a small brilliant thing, right? And in the in that moment is when they start to unravel the secret between each other. Right? And there's a, I forget the words, right? But there is, there is just, there's a, a part of the script that I'll, I will never forget. Um, in that moment that you said, and it's, it's so great. Like she's looking at the portrait in the same mirror context. She's seated. Oh no, she, she comes up to her and she, you know, they're, they're very close to each other and they're kind of, I mean, they're like uncomfortably in each other's bubble. <laughs> and, um, She's looking at it. She's, you know, she's kind of like content with the painting, but she's just like, you know, she, the painter's still doing all this work, and she's like, well, you know, how do you know? How do you know when it's done? And then she answers back, just like, it won't ever be done until we stop. And it's just such the most magnificent metaphor to relationships mm. to love to i mean like there's there's just like there's so much that like hit me so hard during that moment i mean like uh, i think when i first watched this i was going through a breakup uh and like that hurt like that line hit me so hard i'm just like that that was just the most beautiful poetic line it's like it's just like a painting yeah like you can try um and she kind of goes into this but like you could try to like you know, you can always like paint things in white and repaint things over and over again. You can try to correct as, as many lines as you think you can, but eventually like you're going to have to say it's done. Yeah. And I thought that was one of the most beautiful moments that can get overlooked in a film. Like, you know, it, it meant something to me. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily like, it doesn't necessarily like anybody else pick it up, but like, no, there was, uh, there were the writing. It's just great. There were such there was there there are many moments like that, just just yeah. subtle moments that were masterfully written, uh, that 
it perfectly accentuated the emotional reality of both of them while also like being a bit of blocking or being a bit of you know uh, a, a bit of tr of technical kind of a, a technical crescendo at the same time what so i do i do want to talk about like the the second time there's music because i feel like you kind of touched on it it's kind of when they start to fall in love with each other i feel like it's a strong word but that's kind of what is happening in that first piano scene right mm -hmm. yeah where she starts playing her um, a little bit of vivaldi uh, it's the ending of the Four Seasons of Vivaldi. I believe it's it's winter. It's just called winter. <laughs> okay. um, she's playing it and this untuned piano, very creepily, and uh, she's playing it out of like you know she's playing it a little slower and stuff, and it's it's great. She's like I've never heard an orchestra, and then she kind of like you know they kind of go into this moment where like they close each other's eyes or you know that kind of stuff, and they they walk them through it. But, but this, the second time is uh the it's the only it's the this is going to be the second last time we ever hear anything it's just this like weird um cult chant <laughs> is how i'm good um is by the fire it's it's by the i guess yeah line. i know what you're talking about and it's There's so weird when that happens <laughs> I would, like the first second i heard that tone I was like, "Is this about to turn into some horror movie or something?" But then it, but then yeah. it, but then it shifts into like, "Oh, okay, this is just like one of those like Irish ditties that everyone on the island just knows." Yes, and, <laughs> uh, the, the article that I was reading, like it, it describes it as a uh, gloriously creepy acapella canta canticle. Again, so. yeah, but uh, that's the moment the painter falls in love with the subject. It's performed in the attendees by the attendees of a very witchy bonfire gathering in the forest. And uh, that is when they are all surrounded by a fire. And um, the, uh, the subject's dress literally catches on fire. And sh she's not realizing it. And both the painter and the subject are staring at each other across the fire and they're just in each other's gaze. They're well, the staring painter, at each other, right? This is a good point to bring up too at this point. So this scene, more than any other scene, shows you that this entire movie is through the perspective of the painter. Yes. And this scene is, is very, like, it's very like it brings that up to the forefront because this is the scene where you truly see that the painter who 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 has who has a job of looking at the small subtleties in a human figure and trying to figure out the small creases and folds of the human figure um and in this moment when the subject's dress catches on fire. She sees, the painter sees the subject in a whole nother way because the fire is adding a different element of light to it. You know, as a painter, oh. 
you, as a person who is who is trained in the artistic expression, you can see in her mind the 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 twisting of the wheels of oh my god, this the way that the light is hitting the subject right now, even though she's on fire, I cannot look away because she is beautiful, <laughs> right? And that's yeah. that's what is illustrated there. Um, like she can't even look. She can't even. She doesn't even notice that the person is literally on fire because of how beautiful in this light, in this natural campfire yeah. light. And that is, that is also orchestrated in the fact that when the painter, the, 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 the canvas left from the previous painter catches on fire before that as a foreshadowing of this scene, yeah. when that happens again, she cannot look away from that. Right? Um, yeah. There's a lot of beautiful shots like that, by the way. Like, yeah. there's there's a scene where um, uh, we're into spoilers now, so yes. like there there's this beautiful scene where she's like, they're in bed together, and she wants to recreate that mirror thing that you did that you talked talked about earlier. So she like she puts the mirror in her crotch. She's like laying like a French girl. Yes. <laughs> she's laying down yeah. like a yes, yes, absolutely. And, and, and then she. Uh, and she's propped up and she does this beautiful thing where like she puts the this mirror in her crotch and she's like, I want you to look at me how I want you to see how you look at me. And like that moment it's just fucking crushing. It's it's amazing. I think it's it, I, um I think it's it, we should talk about the love scenes just because I just think they were they were they were done so well. Because there, yeah. there isn't there the, the expression of passion between these two is you know it's there in those moments, but the moments are always of the right before and the right after, and you don't have to show so much of the passionate moments to really be in there with the you know to really be there with the characters, right. and I think the subtlety of those scenes really showcases that. I, I really think this is a masterclass in how to make love scenes. I, I personally think that love scenes can be a little bit too much sometimes. Like you don't need, I, I personally, I feel that those scenes, they can get out of hand and actually detract from the movie sometimes. Um, but I think it's done here so tastefully and subtly. Um, they were beautiful scenes. They were, they were, they were tastefully done beautifully shot but they didn't linger right they didn't stay on screen too long you didn't see too much skin what you saw was passion between two people as opposed to just like showing you the lewdness of it if that makes sense you know um and i think uh, uh, i also want to if we can go to the ending of the movie for a second because i, I want to stay on this on the, on the on the on the subject of like the movie being from the perspective of the painter yeah. So in the ending of the movie, um, it's Wait, that's, used. Are you going to cut into? Are you cutting? Are you cutting into my my last sound thing? Um, I just want to know. Uh, I mean, we could. Uh, I I kind of wanted to go on it. Um, we we could we could touch that. Um. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Because I no, you I, go. You go. Because it really just because like because because oh. he brings this subject home. Uh, the fact that this was because like if you look at the last. Like we could actually talk about this with the sound, right? 
Because I believe no, 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 this is no, probably the wanna, last part where, where there is sound, right? This last part of the I, movie. I do, I do want to bring up one thing before we bring up the ending, because I think we'll, we'll talk about the ending as okay. the home run for this. And uh, there is a beautiful scene, and this is why I didn't want to cut into yours, because I was kind of nervous. Uh, there's this beautiful scene where uh, we kind of go back and they, they live separate lives away from each other, right? Yeah. Is, is this what you're going to talk about? Like, and then she, um, the artist, the artist goes to uh, a gallery. She right. goes to like an art gallery. Yeah. Yes, they, yeah. Yeah. she goes to an art gallery and she sees a painting of her. And by, by the way, during this, uh, during the mirror scene, the, the the beautiful love scene that we were just talking about, uh, where she kind of like puts her like the the mirror in her crotch and kind of like looks at her and stuff like that. She she does this this beautiful sketch. And she does it in uh, Adele's book, or um, she does it in the book of the of the subject. Yeah, an empty page kind of, in one of the one. Yeah, of the yeah she just paints. She kind of paints just a, a really quick sketch of her, and it's like it's a very beautiful sketch. She's just like, and the, they kind because of have the a moment when they talk to about have this. That. And she wanted to have yeah. a memory of her because she was drawing a memory. Of, the subject was being drawn so that the painter could have a. A memory of her and she was like i want yeah. to have a memory of you right. yeah and so she uh she does this she does that and then like they they go like she goes to this art gallery later on and she sees this picture this portrait of this what the subject looks like now and her daughter and like the they, and then they they show you they kind of zoom in you think it's kind of on the daughter but it's on the book in her lap and it's open to page, you know, 28, yeah. the exact page that she, she left the marking. So it kind of gives you this, like, just, it gives the audience like, Oh, she is still thinking about her. Yeah. When you know, they're still, they're still thinking about each other. Right. But they've lived separate day. lives because they've, that's yeah. the way it is in society. Yeah. Like she goes to art school and she like finds this guy and all the stuff like, you know, they, they kind of go, they try to touch into a, a subject like that. And then, um, and then interrupt me whenever, um, and then we go into the, the last, the final scene that we hear music, which I believe is just the final scene of the movie. Um, it is of the only other song we've heard, which is Vivaldi's uh, Four Seasons. They start up winter, which is very uh, screechy. It's like a, a very violin heavy song. It's a beautiful song. You'll probably see it in the Lincoln commercial this winter. Um, they, they, the Lincoln commercials use it right now. Um, and it's just this beautiful song. It's very fast-paced. And she she goes to take her seat in the box, and she glances over, and I believe she, she it's the only, it's the last, you're given the last time that she sees. So, yeah, the her, I think her literally the last line in the movie is the painter says, and then I saw her only one more time. And then we enter into a theater, right? Where the painter just sits down to watch a show and she looks across from her box and she sees the subject. This has been years, right? After she saw the painting in the gallery, right? You know what the last line of the movie is? 
I don't think she saw me. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts, doesn't it? Like, and then, and then you, and then you're like, I mean, the music is so loud. Like if you have the volume to what like they're speaking at, the, the music is just so overpowering yeah. at that scene. It's so great because like, they just, you just end and you kind of like, you, you could have, even if your emotions progressed with just the music and sound, like you yeah. escalated, they escalate. You just have the, the grand finale. Yeah. And like with, that, with, with that line. So that, that, that right there is like where, where I want to bring it back to this movie being from the perspective of the painter. Because yeah. that, what that last shot is, it's so I explain the shot. It is a shot of the subject from across the balcony from the perspective of the painter. As the music crescendos, presumably really the show is going on. The camera stays on the subject, zooms in, and eventually you see the subject laughing and then crying. And it is not told to you and it's really subtle but what i believe is happening is that the subject has seen the painter and the reason she's crying is because she knows that the painter is staring at her and they can never be together i love that like i i i took it as uh i love i love that take i mean because um, i love that you're actually uh, the, the even better part is that I really appreciate that thought, Bonnie, because it's it's true what the director has done, and is, is she's given you the audience, she's given the room for the audience to make their own interpretation. Yeah, for sure. And and there those were those are always the times when films are disliked. Usually, when like mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'm thinking of the the spinning spindle in Inception. Yeah. You know, people hate making their own decisions. I, I love that you made your own decision because that, that's, that's a true movie goer. Um, because like, I mean, the way I took that was that the last time she was happy, you know what I mean? Like the last time she was happy is in this music. Like this oh, music brings yeah. her back. I get that. This okay. music brings her back to oh, her. Okay. But like, who, like, I'm like, Artie, yours is great. It basically it's comes it's together. The, and the reason I say that. It's the same thing. Because the, the camera never moves. No, you're right. But like from a shot, I love that you gave and me that from a shot perspective. Goes, because like she, they, they notice each other and like she can never be with her again. And I'm just thinking about like, well, the only other time we've heard this song, the only time we've ever had music is when like, and you, this is the 1700s. Yeah. The music is a delicacy. Music is chocolate. Mm. You know, like you, you have to have a lot of money. Yeah. To go listen to music. Yeah. Um, not everybody has a radio at this point no. uh, or a, a big ass like horn xylophone, xylophone you know, what I'm like a yeah. Yeah. record player. Like, no, not, not everybody has that to listen to music is you have to know some rich person with a piano and you're playing that. Um, and cause yeah, like the, this is a time period when not everybody could do that. And for me to, to just like, you can avoid music at all costs. Like it was, it was probably pretty easy. And the only time she listens to music is when she wants to have memories of this. And she of was her, alone of her, in a, of her different, of her in a different lifetime. Yeah. 
is like that that was a different life when I heard music and it's it was when I was young it's, it's just it makes it who cares what your interpretation is it just makes it that more more beautiful yeah you know? for sure um it's it's just such a it's such a well-made crafted film you can feel the all the feels you, you you can you can feel like the the care and attention to detail throughout this film um it's just it, it's so good it like it uh, it it hurts because it's i mean it, it is a hurtful movie but man it, <laughs> it, it makes you feel some stuff man um I, it, it, it's relatable it's beautiful even if it's about 17th century French women. <laughs> it's about humans. It's about people. It's about interaction. It's about love. us being with each other. It's about throwing away the bullshit that we're all supposed to be in this world and just fucking human being. connection. Just being human touch. Yeah. Everything, dude. Yeah. It brings in everything. I, I liked it. 100%. So it's fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Final stuff. I think we've, I think we did it, man. We're over an hour. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so you love this movie? I just want to make sure. I did. Like, I loved it. I enjoyed it. It was great. Um, yeah, I'll do. Uh, I'll watch it with the lady friend one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it it is. Um, it's one of the most beautiful movies I've seen this year. Um, sad it didn't get as much recognition. So um, my plug today will be: please tell somebody to go watch this movie, even if you don't go watch this movie yourself. If you don't want to watch this movie, tell somebody that it was you heard it was a good movie. Arnie, tell a friend to watch this movie. <laughs> okay. I will Just tell a friend. Pay it forward and then uh go it's ahead and Hulu. lead us out, man. It's on Hulu. Everyone's got Hulu. Yeah. Fortune of Free 99 on Hulu. It's a great date night movie, guys. It's a like mm-hmm. seriously. Just yeah. It'd <laughs> be a great time. Um yeah, fantastic film. Venture out, man. Like, go watch some subtitled <laughs> ass movies. Like, there's some good cinema out there that if you just right. get over, over, over the fact that you have to read, there's some incredible cinema out there. Yeah, like we just watched our, our, our two last serious movies have been this and Parasite. So I think it's, yeah, it's been pretty good for sure. Um, all right, guys, I think we're gonna end it there. Thank you so much for watching. Kinetic Impressions. I'm Arnie. This is Drew. (laughs) I'm Andrew. Guys, have a good Uh, one. Yep. See ya. Later.